Hi, everybody. I'm Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you for joining us as we take a look at the book. You know what Malachi is all about? It's the last book in the Old Testament. It is the side of the bridge that crosses over 400 years of history when there's basically silence between the end of the Old Testament and the book of Matthew, the beginning of the New Testament. Well, there is a link between the two, and as we continue our study through Malachi, you'll come to understand that link. That link is what chapter 4, verse 5 says, where it talks about Elijah coming back before the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and then what it says in Matthew chapter 11 about John the Baptist, who could have fulfilled the prophecy of Malachi, about Elijah. Well, that's for another study. Today, we're going to focus on two temples two temples yet in the future. That's our study from the book of Malachi, which is basically a Middle East news update. Thank you for joining us. We'll listen to the study, and then I'll come back and tell you how you can get your own copy of Malachi, a Middle East news update. Now let's study about the two temples yet to come. Oh, there's something I got to tell you. There's an altar. There was an altar at the tabernacle, first temple, second temple. And what it did, it had, now let's see, that would be south, I, I think. I'm not sure. Just pretend like that's south and that's north. It had a, a ramp that led up to the two-story high altar. And it led from the south to the north. You know why? They were doing a lot of sun, S-U-N worship at that time. And so God didn't give them an altar that went either from the east to the west or the west to the east. Because he didn't want them worshiping the sun, S-U-N. But now, there is no ramp. There's steps. And they're not going from the south. They go from the east to the west. And the Jews that I'm teaching don't understand this. They're building an altar that has a different approach. They don't understand it. And you know what? The altar is named Ariel. You know what that is in Hebrew? Lion of Judah. You know what happens when that new temple comes in, brother? They walk up those steps. They stand on that altar, Ariel. And they look right straight through, no veil there, into the Holy of Holies. And they worship the sun, S-O-N, from the Lion of Judah. Isn't that neat? And that's this temple over here. The one that Jesus is going to build. But wait a minute. I gave you the past significance, the prophetic scenario. What's the present situation? Well, there's a group of Jews that are preparing to build a temple. They're not following the pattern laid out in the book. I went into your Jewish yeshiva, a place of learning for Jewish young men. There I found Rabbi Nachman Kahana. At his computer, he was studying the Torah. I said, Rabbi, do you use the computer for anything else? He said, I do. I said, what? He said, it is a database. A database of what? He said, on this database, I have the name of every male Jew qualified to be a priest. Now, I know you need 28,000 priests to operate the temple. I said, you've got 28,000 names? He said, we've got them. I said, why? He said, because I've called them to Israel. For what purpose? To study the priestly duties. Why? We're going to build a temple. Now I'm starting to get a little excited. I said, wait a minute, don't they have to have special garments? He said, they have already been made. They're in storage. I'm lifting off the chairs. I'm talking to the rabbi. 
I said, holy, what about the implements? He said, we've got them all made. The Mizrach, which is a put, what you put the blood in, is made out of pure gold or pure silver. They have the table of showbread. They, have, they just have finished out of 100 pounds of pure gold making the menorah. It's on display in the cardo. I saw it less than two and a half weeks ago. I could take you to the spot. It's all there. Everything. But wait a minute. I said, Rabbi, what about those harps? The Levites are supposed to play. 4,000 harps. King David said it. I thought I had him. He said, go over to number 10, King David Street. <laughs> I went over to number 10, King David Street. Walked into Shoshana and Mikkel Harari. As I stood there, that was their harp shop. They told me the story of how an old rabbi, after reading an article in the Jerusalem Post, that the first harp in 2,000 years had been made in Jerusalem, came in and held the harp in his arms. He started to cry. Shoshana said, why are you crying? He said, because the Talmud, extra-biblical Jewish writing, the Talmud says when a ten-string harp shows up in Jerusalem, it's the time for the coming of the Messiah. There's the brochure, Shoshana and Mika Harari, with the harp in their hand on the back. He's making 4,000 harps. They sell the harps. But if you buy a harp, you have to sign a statement. You'll return the harp to the temple when it's built. If you want to look at this later, it's all there. In fact, everything I've said about the coming temple is documented on this video, ready to rebuild on my back table. All the personalities, all the projects, all the preparation, it's there. But hold it. They're not following the pattern Ezekiel gave us for Messiah's temple. They're building a temple that was like Herod's temple. Oh, Maimonides, ancient Jewish sage, wrote down the description. But hold it. That fits in the prophetic scenario. Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, and he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week, and in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice to cease. During this seven-year tribulation period, Daniel says there will be a temple that will be desecrated at the midway point. Jesus confirmed that, Matthew 24, 15. When you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel, flee for the wilderness. It's also confirmed by the Apostle Paul, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4. And he, the Antichrist, shall walk into a temple during the tribulation period and sit down as God. And it's confirmed in Revelation by John the Revelator, Revelation chapter 11. Take your read, John, and measure the location for the temple. Hear what I'm talking about? Two temples in the future. Messiah's temple doesn't need the Ark of the Covenant, doesn't need the menorah, doesn't need the table of showbread, doesn't need the veil of the temple, doesn't need the wall of petition. But I'm talking about a temple in the tribulation period that needs the Ark of the Covenant. And according to my video, two rabbis tell me it's underneath the Dome of the Rock where Josiah placed it, 2 Chronicles 35.3. And all the implements are made. And everything is ready. Even the red heifer. Over here you don't need a red heifer. Over here you do need a red heifer. 
Oh, you know what happened? I've been teasing people along the way. Three weeks ago in Tiberias, the location where the Sanhedrin was dissolved almost 2,000 years ago. The Sanhedrin who elects the high priest at the temple and operates the temple. It was dissolved almost 2,000 years ago. It was brought back into existence three weeks ago in Tiberias. And they're ready now to elect the high priest for this temple. The stage is set. Every actor in place. The curtain about to go up on that which leads up to the second coming, which is preceded by seven years, which is preceded by the (laughs) and we're out of here to be with him. We're so close to that and this. How close must this be? Could be today. Father, Thank you for the Word of God, the privilege and honor you give us to be able to study the Word of God and the responsibilities you give us as well. Once we understand the Word of God and the scenario laid out in your Word for the end times, we have an awesome responsibility to respond to them. This detailed, dynamic description of the days of destiny, divinely described, defines a day in which we're living, and it demands decisions on our part. In light of your word, might we be willing to live your way for your glory. In my precious name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Indeed, two temples that will be standing in the future in Jerusalem. Not at the same time, one in the tribulation, one in the millennial kingdom. Well, that is very important for us to understand in light of events unfolding in our world. You know, Malachi, the book we have been studying from, is actually a Middle East news update. You need to have your own copy of the study on Malachi. It's a five-hour audio series on CD that is available. You can call our toll-free number. That's 877-674-3298. It's toll-free from across America. Let me give that number again, 877-674-3298. Or you can go to our website and make your order of this series, Malachi, a Middle East News Update. Our website address, prophecytoday.com. Go there, go to the shopping mall. That's prophecytoday.com. And be sure to make your order of Malachi, a Middle East News Update, and be updated about what's happening in the Middle East as it relates to the return of Jesus Christ. Well, I'm Jimmy DeYoung, and I'm so grateful that you could join us today. Everything we study on this opportunity we have to get together with you indicates that the rapture of the church is close at hand when Jesus will shout and call us up to join him in the heavenlies. I look forward to that day, and I even pray that it will be today. And having said that, there's nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...